0: It is half past eight. You are with SFM 104 to 107. I'm Michelle Constance. Now, February is International Mother Language or Mother Tongue Month and uh, the 21st Mother Language Day is going to be this month as well. It's going to be or has been. We'll have to talk to that in a moment. Our guest is Terence Ball. He's a publisher of a variety of extraordinary books that talk to the partnership between South African Heritage Publishers, the Special Collections University Unit of the University of Pretoria, South African National Lexico- Lexicography Units, the South African High Commission to the United Kingdom and Northern Ireland. So much, much more. A series of books written in mother tongues and really talking to a diversity of topics as well. Terence has opted to come into the studio, which uh, is really fabulous. Terence, thank you so much for joining us. Uh,
1: it's a pleasure. Thank you for the invitation.
0: So let's talk about these books. I mean, you've come in with a pile of books. Let's talk about what you have brought in.
1: Well, what I've brought in uh, are the first books to be produced from a collection of 891 writings in uh, seven of our nine currently official indigenous languages, which were written between the late 1920s and 1960. Um, By about 186 different authors, all of whom obviously were mother tongue speakers of the language concerned, most of whom interviewed the then elderly before writing their materials. Uh, And it is a fascinating history uh, of our people. Um, It uh, talks about the history in some detail, the heritage, all aspects of their heritage, medicine making um, and traditional village building, etc.,
0: So if uh, someone is interested in uh, getting one of these books, what would they find inside? What would they be able to read?
1: Well, what we've done is we've gathered together the writings by language uh, and we've then transcribed those writings into current orthography and translated them into English. Most of the volumes we produce are bilingual with the indigenous language um, text on the left page and English on the right. Uh, And they can expect to find um, volumes available now in all seven, well, sorry, in six of the seven languages. We're busy with Chivenda at the moment. That is the only language in which we don't yet have a published volume.
0: You must be working with a diverse selection of uh, translators, transcribers, authors, and the like in order to uh, pull these books together.
1: No, absolutely. And this is why we involve the lexicography units because a number of words in all seven of the languages um, that have been translated so far are no longer in common use and their wow. meanings have been lost. Most of them seem to relate to items of traditional um, clothing and equipment yeah. or medicine-making. So the project aims to try and re-establish the meanings of those words and then they will be included in the next editions of the um, lexicography unit dictionaries. We are also trying to trace descendants of the wow. authors. All of the authors obviously are deceased. Yeah, um, And we do this in order to do a brief biography um, of each of the authors. Most How of,
0: successful has that been?
1: Well, it's been very exciting and quite successful. We've uh, tracked about 10 uh, sets of descendants. Yeah. The uh, oldest of our authors was born in 1852. He has a grandfather who was born in about 1780, if I remember correctly. And yeah. the author, Menzua Balfour, was 20 when his father passed away. So in his history of the Amakaleka, Menziwa Belfour is clearly incorporating information that was told to him by his grandfather. So here we have a recording of the oral tradition going back to the 1700s, which is sure. quite extraordinary in this country.
0: And tell me something, when you do something like this, um, what is the IP around this kind of issue?
1: Well, if it, 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 the, the IP uh, intellectual that, property Yes, is, is that the, the University of uh, Pretoria, through mm. the special collection of the Department of Library Sciences, holds the manuscripts. they are in the public domain the original handwritten manuscripts and the old typewriter-written documents. Yeah. We, uh, on the other hand, heritage publishers, own the copyright in the modern transcripts of yeah. the indigenous language, and obviously in the English translations thereof.
0: What does that mean for the family members? How do they resolve to that, if you are able to even access family members?
1: Well, uh, they are thrilled to hear often that their uh, uh, ancestors left these writings, uh, and some of them are quite extraordinary. For instance, um, Reverend Motubazi has left us 2,900 typewriter-written pages on the history of the Bapedi,
0: Um,
1: and this is why we say in our documents that we will certainly be approaching the presidency with a view to ensuring that some of these authors who have, um, I think, so positively contributed towards the preservation of their language and culture be awarded a national order.
0: One of the books uh, is, focuses on medicinal usage, and um, you, you mentioned that that particular book is in English for a variety of reasons. Talk to us about that. Well,
1: we were approached by the Limpopo Heritage Resources Authority Um, with a view to identifying from what we have translated um, writings about aspects of traditional medicine amongst the Vatsonga and uh, the Sasutu Salibua-speaking clans of Limpopo, They wanted the materials in English only so that both um, language groups could understand um, the medicine-making techniques of the others. So what's quite extraordinary is for the first time South African traditional healers will be able to read about the traditional practices of their people and other um, South African groups going back some 150 years.
0: Where do people get these books?
1: Well, I would hope that you'd put your local bookseller under pressure to order them. Yeah. Uh, but certainly they can uh, Google South African heritage publishers. Yeah. And um, obviously our website and Facebook page uh, will come up and uh, they'll find contact details uh, on and, and
0: I suppose I do have to ask you, how did you get involved in this?
1: Well, I, I was doing research for another uh, series this, um, called the Our Story series, yes. which was born in Vuani, a remote rural village in Limpopa. Uh, and I was sitting with three friends, Chuts, uh, two Chitsonga speakers, yes. one Gobenian of Amashangana heritage and Maluleke of Watsonga, and Konanani Matiwa, who was a Chivenda speaker. And um, in our little discussion, we decided that there was very little material available on the history and heritage of our people. And as yeah. a consequence, many don't know much about their heritage and most don't know about the heritage of their countrymen with a mm. or country person, should I say, uh, with a different language. Yeah. I went to see Dr. Nemud who was very supportive of this very elderly man at the time, and he told me, he said to me, Terence, please go to the University of Pretoria and see what they've got there, and see if you can give our ancestors their voices back again. And I had no idea what he was talking about, but that's how I came across these writings.
0: Um, Terence, Is this not something that could get into the schools?
1: It must get into the schools, in my opinion. I mean, for the first time in our history, South Africans living in remote rural areas like uh, Hamasia, like uh, um, um, Chikunama Lima, will be able to read about the history of their own villages, their own areas written by their ancestors. So there's an immediacy about that. And also, clearly, I hope, that these materials will make a contribution towards creating a more multilingual society going forward.
0: We're chatting to Terence Ball. He's a publisher at the uh, South African Heritage Publishers, talking about a series of different books that have been created based on, I want to say ancient, but certainly historical works. The oldest authors to date were born in 1852, the youngest in 1918. A selection of works uh, both in uh, a diversity of languages and also in English uh, for some of them as well. We're going to go to a break and when we come back from the break, Terence, I understand that uh, you have um, something that you would like to read as well. I have, yes. We'll do that after the break.
1: The Jet Set Breakfast with Michelle Constant. <laughs>
0: 8.41, you are with SFM 104 to 107. We're chatting to Terence Ball, who is a publisher at the South African Heritage Publishers and focusing on a series. How many books are there altogether?
1: Well, we've will. we we've got 21 available at the moment and a further 11 will be produced uh, by the end of this week or early next week.
0: As part of February's um, Heritage Language Month.
1: Correct. But obviously for us, heritage is, and, and language is a 12-month affair. <sighs>
0: Well, I, I wish you strength in what must be an, an arduous but exciting process at the same time.
1: Thank you. I very much appreciate that. Over to you. Well, let me just uh, give a, a brief flavor of these writings. This is written by Dorothy Shamase, who we think was a nun at N'lopenkulu Mission near Nongoma. And this is obviously the translation from the Isi Zulu original. I heard the story of the Anglo-Zulu War uh, sorry, I heard the story of the Anglo-Zulu War and the civil war that followed from a person who was there. He was a warrior, and his name was Somashungwana Magwaza. And I wrote this while he spoke. He saw all these things. The only known writing of the view of an isiZulu-speaking person who fought uh, against the British. I too came to be told these stories by Father Makapela, a descendant of Noi, a headman of Teco Springs in the district of Kintani. Who had reached 110 years of age. They were again recited to be my Nkaba, descended of Ngoncho in Dikerni in 1888 when we were schooled at Lovedale. It just, I think, talks of the age of these writings. Um, it finally, a translation from Chitsonga My mm. clan name, Shivongo, Njetimani Mavinda of Majongi, of Shidya, of Mapela, of Moja, of Makutukutu. We were under Ngugunyan, the Shoshangan's grandson. Kingdom. So when Nguni when relocated to beleni we followed him. Now this is information coming from Mozambique um, all those years ago. And the person then interviewed by the author tells us why he relocated to um, South Africa as we know today. Uh, first in the far north of Limpopo and subsequently travelled to yeah. Johannesburg where he walked, worked on the gold mines, So it's uh, I- intriguing.
0: So this is some of the, the, an example of some of the stuff that uh, you've got with regards to the book as well, the books the, as well. Correct. We do have to get this into the schools, don't we?
1: Uh, absolutely. There's no doubt about that. Um, and I think we have to get it into hopefully homes um, and, and certainly tertiary institutions as well.
0: How do we do that?
1: Well, um, hard work uh, and and constant (laughs) pounding on doors uh, and constantly uh, reminding people that they haven't responded to emails and (laughs) communications that were sent weeks ago. But it will happen. It has to happen. It is a national heritage treasure. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that. Uh, Nobody who knows the project has contested that statement.
0: I have no doubt as well. Terence Ball is a publisher... At the South African Heritage Publishers, Terence, uh, people I'm sure listen to this and think, well, how do we get hold of you? How do we find out more about the books? How do we bring them into our libraries? Maybe they're like small uh, libraries and schools and the like. How do they get hold of you?
1: Well, please, um, as I say, Google South African Heritage Publishers. Visit our website. Visit our Facebook page. Uh, We have a huge following for... um, uh, uh, for, for the publishing industry, let me put it that way. We're a tiny little organisation, but we've got the biggest following on Facebook. I so please do that and contact us, and we'll certainly get back to you.
0: South African Heritage Publishing, we're looking at a whole selection of the books. I'm going to ask Indosh. Uh, And uh, Ntabi's saying to take a photo of the books in a moment. We'll tweet those out as well so you can get a sense of what they look like. And uh, we want to say thank you to Terence Ball for making a difference without your hard work, I have no doubt. Is this uh, your, your passion project?
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's something that I hope I'm going to be able to complete before my days uh, come to a close. Uh, so there is a <laughs> sense still, of urgency about a, it. <laughs> plenty of time, so
0: plenty of time. Terence Ball, he is a publisher at the South African Heritage Publishers, looking at uh, books and language. International Mother Tongue Month and it's also uh, the month where the 21st Mother Tongue Day takes place. It's also the beginning of UNESCO's Decade of Indigenous Languages, so something well worth looking to. You
1: make my life so